Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From Orange County. I had no idea that was your husband. To New Jersey. I never expected this. Stepping up, stepping up. Get behind the scenes and relive the drama. Don't talk to him, he's a little twerk. All of this is unimportant to me. With exclusive interviews and celebrity guests. Let me tell you something right now. This is Getting Real with the Housewives. Fabulous. Going with the weird fabulous. Now, here is your host. Hey guys, welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives, a new Real Housewives podcast from right here at Us Weekly, where we break down all your latest Housewives news, give you exclusive interviews with your favorite ladies, and dish the dirt on all things Real Housewives related. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi. And I'm your co-host, Joe Drake. Now, before we get started, we want to make sure that you know you can listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, this week, Tamara Judge reveals why she left the Real Housewives of Orange County and her friendship status with Shannon Bedore. And we catch up with Kenya Moore, who spills all on Nene Leakes' rumored affair. But first, let's catch up on all the Housewives news. Joe, what is going on? We have no uh, we have no Joe Judice news this week. We have no Joe Judice news. <laughs> I didn't even realize. <laughs> I know. I'm actually kind of glad. Thank God we need a break. We do, we do. But going off of the Real Housewives of Orange County, our Tamara Judge, who we have on this week, we've got to yes. talk about Miss Kelly Dodd, who needs to put her phone down and stop talking about the global pandemic. This, this she sort of, really does. This like, just stop rem- already. I can't even. I, can't, I don't even have the words for how annoying this is to me. It reminds me of I saw a meme out there that's like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you're not a global pandemic expert. Like, right. <laughs> so she went on Instagram. I'm not sure if our listeners saw, but she went on Instagram and posted a video of her with her family out at a restaurant. And apparently mm-hmm. they're, you know, they are allowing certain amount of people into restaurants in Orange County. And again, state's laws are different. So right. what, what, clearly what they're doing is legal, but she posted like, oh, no one's wearing masks. No one's dying of the coronavirus in Orange County. Meanwhile, the entire waitstaff is wearing masks. And it just is completely irresponsible. I did a quick search before we started today. 136 people have died from the coronavirus in Orange County. In Orange County. They're Unbelievable. Ju- within the last few days, there have been a huge spike. On May 23rd, there were 4,266 confirmed cases of the coronavirus, which that was a higher number than the last, their highest number yet, actually. It's it's just so crazy. She's been really making waves like this entire time that this has happened. She's really spoken out. And a lot of people are not not fans of what she's been doing. It's no. just like, like you said, like, just stop. Like, she apologized in April 
for saying that coronavirus was God's way of thinning the herd. Right. Come on. she She already had to go through that a month ago. Why would she do this? Right. And she also said later that month, she compared the coronavirus to the flu, saying people are going to die. I'm sorry to tell you. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. And, you know, we've been seeing a lot of this from various celebrities. And again, to each their own, you know, freedom of speech. But a lot of people are going through some really hard times. So don't post a video of your family eating hamburgers and acting like everything is normal. Like, right. If you, yeah. you have the right to go to the restaurant, that's fine. But mm-hmm. don't post, you know, no. follow. She proto- also like, yeah. She also like called out her mom in the video, too. She's like, my mom's not wearing a mask. And it's I, like your mom is like older. And right. this is like the people that this is really going to affect. Right. Like, just be responsible. Like, you know, you're in the public eye. Be responsible. Unless she unless she does this just to kind of create waves. Well, it seems like it because this is her third offense. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Lisa Vanderpump, who actually weighed in on some Beverly Hills drama, right? Yeah. So this is something I've been waiting for because I knew that when Vanderpump left the show, it was only going to be a matter of time before she commented on what has been going on with the Beverly Hills girls. So in recent episodes, as our listeners probably know, Kyle Richards was sounding off on no one really defending her and feeling like she was being ganged up on with the whole her friendship with Teddy and blah, blah, blah. So she put on Instagram, Kyle did, trying to think of one time anyone defended me. Like maybe now would be a good time, Rinna. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. Rinna talked about how she really didn't, Kyle didn't stand up for her with the Kim Richards thing, blah, blah, blah. Well, a fan commented saying, you did have a very good friend, Lisa Vanderpump, but when she was mourning and going through a difficult time, you all talked turned on her like a pack of wolves, to which Lisa Vanderpump commented, mm-hmm. true dat, period. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true. I mean, the whole Puppygate last season was just kind of ridiculous. And, you know, you you did feel bad for Lisa because she was going through a really dark time in her life. I mean, she yes. just lost her brother. You know, it was just, you know, I, you, you you did feel really bad for Lisa. I, I did at least. No, and I I do. And yeah, it's, when some, it's one thing to have the drama on the show, but... When the external stuff happens in your life, like you said, when Lisa lost her brother, it's like you really kind of have to buck up and put the petty shit aside and mm-hmm. be there for your friend. And clearly she was going through a hard time. And I think she, she's now seeing the true colors of the ladies, I think, since she's left. But another part of me feels like she would like to be in on the conversation, too, because clearly she's commenting. <laughs> oh, definitely. I, I kind of do miss Lisa this season. I do. do yeah. I do. I um I think in this week's episode, they did a flashback and Lisa was there and I was like, oh, I kind of miss her presence. I do too. I do too. Well, oh, well. Before we move on real quick, it's interesting because I'm not sure if our listeners out there know, but some of the housewives, it's a little insider info, have people that run their social media accounts, which that's right. very common for most celebrities. And a lot of these Bravo celebrities take advantage of that and hire assistants that run it for them. So part of me wonders, especially because Lisa is at the caliber that she is and she is is so wealthy. Something tells me she may have someone running it for her. So I wonder if this was an authentic Lisa Vanderpump comment or if her assistant was sort of running with it. I I mean, I don't really see Lisa saying true that. No, right. (laughs) That doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't. 
speak like that. <laughs> right. So maybe you could be on something. We'll, ha- we'll have to dig into that. Yes. Okay, let's talk about Sutton Stack. Because um, she explained, she kind of did this in our interview with her a couple weeks yeah. ago as well. She explained her Real Housewives of Beverly Hills demotion, which was basically because she didn't get the chance to show off her entire family, pretty much, right? Yeah, so she's now claiming, or she's explaining more, I should say, that her ex-husband, Christian, didn't want their children on TV, which is completely understandable and has been sort of a common thread through some of the housewives. But you you know what this made me think of? Sonia Morgan didn't have her daughter on, and she's been on for years. Right, yeah. And I mean, Erica Jane doesn't show off her kid. Yeah, right, great point. So, and I don't... I mean, she's such a big part of this season. It is kind of strange that they didn't give her, you know, a diamond to hold. Right. It just seems a little, it seems a little odd because a lot of like a lot of drama and a lot of controversy has been surrounding her this season. I would say more so than Garcelle. Oh, big time. And I think now more than ever between Sutton, Marlo and what's her name on Atlanta, Tanya, who annoys me, uh, (laughs) Elise on New York. The friends of the Housewives have become a very integral part of the show and the drama. They are just as much a part of the conversation and they get just as much airtime these days. Right. I do think- But not the paycheck. But not the paycheck. Mm -hmm. You took the words right out of my mouth. I think it comes down to a business thing and they're like, if we keep them to just a friend and only guarantee them, you know, 70% of airtime versus 100 that they can mm-hmm. pay them less. <laughs> right, that's true. I wonder if they will promote Sutton next year. I bet they will. I bet they will too. Yeah. Maybe, we'll see. Okay, let's talk about Real Housewives of New York a little bit. We're going to talk a lot more about this later on in the show. But yes. last night's episode Ooh. was amazing. <laughs> amazing. I mean, cringeworthy, amazing, funny, sad. Uh, sad I mean, there's so yeah. many words. There's really is. There's so much going on and we're going to unpack it a little bit later on. But so the there was some drama that happened while the episode was going on. Of course, on social media, all the ladies, you know, sometimes tweet um, yeah. about the episodes. And Leah was doing that last night. But she kind of got into a little controversy with Ramona's daughter, Avery, right? Yeah. So Avery is quarantined with Ramona down in Florida. And she was posting live on Instagram like, oh, my God, mom, I can't believe. Meanwhile, she's watching it with her mom. She's also posting on Instagram. Oh, my God, mom, I can't believe you associate yourself with these women. And she's videotaping the episode. And Leah, as you guys may have watched last night at home, like we did, was a complete mess in Newport and was drunk as a skunk and kicking and screaming and ruining the flowers (laughs) and trying to mess up the drapes and taking off her shoes. Sonia's dragging her on the carpet. I mean... Anyway, so Avery is sort of commenting about how sort of trashy this all was. Well, Leah got wind of it and was like, well, Avery is a 25-year-old woman. So even though she's your daughter, she's fair game. So I would watch what she says because then Leah was getting some interesting DMs from fans who know Avery Singer from the city and say, you know, she acts like she's above the housewives but uses it any chance she can for connections. I mean... We know Avery was a child when all of this started. Ramona's the OG. So Avery has been a part of the franchise for basically half of her life now. Yeah, but Leah sort of went off on Avery and was like, drag her. Yeah, she really did. It's, It's interesting. You know, 
because when I first spoke to spoke to Leah before the season even aired, she said Ramona became like a, a mother figure to her during this entire season. Oh. I wonder if watching this back now, their relationship, well, maybe now, considering she went after Avery, their relationship has completely changed, kind of watching back everything. Because she did say she's like, wait until the reunion. So, uh, yeah, you know, I think things have shifted. I also think Leah said, you know, last night in response to this Avery Singer stuff that like, she's just as messy as her mom or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think the relationship has definitely shifted. I don't know. I what, so. what do you think, though, about the fact that Avery's 25? She's still a child and didn't necessarily sign up for reality TV. She didn't sign up for it, but I don't know. She didn't sign up for it, yet she's commenting on it. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, she's partaking you know, in the... You're partaking in it, so I think you're kind of allowing yourself up to be criticized, yeah. I think, a little bit. Especially knowing, you know, how much Ramona, how many embarrassing things Ramona has done over no, the that's years. It. That's exactly what, when I was watching Avery's Instagram story, I was like, Avery, have you seen this show? Right. <laughs> yeah. Is this your first time tuning in? Because... Yeah. Like, because last night was a particularly messy episode. It was. But there have been a lot of particularly messy episodes. Yeah. <laughs> not the first. Not and, the first. Not the last. Many of them included your mother. <laughs> yep. Totally. Totally. Okay. But... Let's go. Speaking of messy situations. Yeah. We have to talk about this Nini affair. Kind of set it up. And then we talked to Kenya Moore. And we'll take a listen to that. But set up kind of what happened. Yeah. So this is a story I've been wanting to sort of get to on the podcast for a while, but we were trying to cultivate our sources and get a little bit more info. So there had been a lot of rumors out there for a while that Nene Leakes was having an extramarital affair with a man named Rodney White. As you guys know at home, Nene is still married to Greg. They have had their ups and downs. You know, Greg had his uh, battles with cancer. But like I said, they're still married and Greg still makes appearances on the show. Greg accompanies Nene you know, in normal times when Nene made her comeback to the Wendy Williams show a few months back, Greg was there yeah. in the audience on camera. They're very much still a married couple. Yes. Um, but now it is coming out that Nene has been seeing this guy, Rodney, for a long time. And they've been sort of, I guess, not so quiet about their relationship because a lot of people have seen them out there canoodling in public and whatnot. So... We talked to Kenya Moore and mm -hmm. she had some things to say about it, clearly. <laughs> yes, definitely. Take a listen to this. She can tell me about a marriage because your own behavior with your own husband is not something that I would want to emulate at any point in time during my marriage. Now, Nene talked about Greg having an inappropriate relationship with an ex-employee, but we recently read a report about Nene having her own relationship going on with someone who wasn't Greg, a man named Rodney White, did reading about that surprise you? No, it didn't surprise me because a lot of the housewives spoke about it amongst themselves. So many of us knew that she was out with this man, constantly being affectionate, and we knew that she, what she was doing on the side. And that's why, one of the reasons specifically, I did not want her to give me fake advice about how happy her marriage is when I know she's out here spending a lot of time and being, you know, affectionate with another man out in public. Public. I mean, now we know that she's been everywhere with this man, including at talk shows, you know, Good Morning America and Watch What Happens Live and things like that. So. For me, it's like if you're so comfortable being out in public with someone and 
you know, kissing them and, and being um, uh, just inappropriate. You're a married woman. So for me, there was nothing that she could tell me about a marriage because your own behavior with your own husband is not something that I would want to emulate at any point in time during my marriage. So for me, she was the last person to give me advice. If the housewives have been aware of the situation with Nene and Rodney, why hasn't it come up on the show or at the reunion? I, I'm not sure. I think the people that know are her friends or her confidants or her partners in crime. And I don't think that they just wanted to be the one to out them, but so many of them, including housewives from other franchises, are aware of, of this man, of Rodney White. So I'm just not sure if they just didn't want to be the one to to break the news on TV about it, but they we certainly have had a lot of conversations about her and this man. They, they, they've been seeing each other for a very long time. And do the housewives from the show and these other housewives, do they think that this is something that Greg is aware of? Because we've heard comments from Nene about their relationship. Do we think that this is something Greg knows is happening? You know, I have a theory. I, I don't know what Greg knows, but listening to her and for her to say, well, he knows that I like to flirt and he's okay with it. To me and the conversations about having open marriages and all of the things she tried to basically um, accuse me of, like a handshake and an agreement. Those are things that are not going on in my relationship. I have a real marriage that I'm struggling with. It's not an agreement. She accused me of not having a valid marriage and I proved that I do. I have a legal marriage. And so I think she's projecting all of the things that are going on in her life. I do think that she and Greg have a business relationship at this point. She has talked so many times about not sleeping in the bed with him, not, you know, them not being sexual. When he had cancer, this is when she was out with this other man constantly. And she did say at the reunion that it would be an easy choice for her to make to, to, to divorce Greg if he didn't have cancer. So what does that say? It's saying that they have a relationship that's about business more so than anything else. So Kenya says that so many of them knew about this alleged relationship. But well, it's yeah, just I'm, interesting. I'm sure they did, right? Right, but it, why, like, why wasn't it brought up? You know, that's what's yeah, so weird. Especially because they all had so many issues with Nini, as we saw in the last three parts of the reunion. I mean, Nini is not necessarily any of their best friends. So, but part of me thinks that they were all kind of protecting Nini. And because right, yeah. they, they could have dragged this out of the closet a long time ago. Right. Yeah. She says like Kenya, you know, she said like so many of them, including housewives from other franchises, were aware of this and that, you know, they didn't want to be the ones to break the news about it on TV. But, you know, like if somebody gets really mad, you have this in your back pocket. Like this could have kind of blown everything up, you right. know, but Nini's rep, Nini's rep did tell us that I'll read it. It's quite disturbing that especially during this time of so much pain that once again, we have to deal with a disgruntled housewife trying to capitalize on Nini's name and personal life for the sake of publicity. Talking about Kenya speaking out about this. Yeah. I mean, an insider told us this month that, you know, it's been an open secret that Nini and Rodney have spent time together and that Nini goes to visit him in Maryland where he lives. I mean, 
I don't know what to make of this. I don't ob- either. Obviously, it's not the first time there's been an affair in the reality TV world. I mean, this is like par for the course kind of thing. Sure. I think people find it shocking because, like I said, you know, Nini and Greg have been open about their ups and downs in their marriage and having working on it. And, you know, Nini being by his side when he was sick, you know, and I hate to say it, but part of me thinks I have this strange theory that like when Greg got sick, he probably I don't know, like some people in these situations are like, you know, go live your life and find somebody. Right. Because if anything ever happens to me, I want to make sure that you have a companion that takes care of you. Totally. And I know that sounds morbid and weird, but it, that happens, you know? Yeah, no, it definitely does. So who knows what's going on? Maybe yeah. they'll address it next season. But as we know, Nini walked off the set yes. in the virtual well, reunion, right? I, I hope we find out next season. But as we've said, in typical Nini fashion, she's like, I don't know if I'm coming back. Right. Well, Nini knows how to play the game because I just wanted to mention that in this final part of the reunion, which I thought actually went really well because they weren't able to gather in person, it it did make for a really interesting virtual reunion. Totally. Nini somehow still managed to figure out how to storm off set, even though she was by herself <laughs> in her house. Right. She, she closes her computer and she walks off set and the reunion continues clearly, but she figures out how to come back, but does it creatively. She calls Portia. And Portia puts her on speaker. <laughs> I was like, she knows so how to play drama. the game. She just she knows really it. She really does. So good. So good. At least uh, we're going to miss our Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. Because who knows when it's going to be back. I know. I was telling my friend the other day, I was like, you know, this is really going to push back production on a lot of our favorite shows. Totally. Including Housewives. Um, yes. Okay. So let's move on to our clip of the week. I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day with Tinsley. I just don't have the energy. I just want to. Well, I think it goes without saying our clip of the <laughs> yes. week is Miss Leah McSweeney. And without further ado, let's just listen. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day with Tinsley. I just don't have the energy. I just want to watch Leah destroy the place. Okay, I don't want you to lie. Leah, how can come you on. Lie? How can you <laughs> lie about my sister and tell her? She was, she was on the spot. She didn't know what to say. She's Leave so the excited. flowers alone. Yeah, She's so excited. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch the flowers. Ramona's timing is really bad. Leah is already going bonkers. Ah! Just let you away from her. She's, she's out of control. Ramona, can I talk to you for a minute? No, I don't want to talk to you. People are scared now. Ramona, I need to talk to you right now. Wait a second, please. I need to talk to you right now. Can I go back? Please, I'm going to get so upset. I need to talk to you. You're a little out of control right now. Nobody's ever been out of control in this group. Are you kidding me? I hate you. I'm having mind D shells. I can't deal with shells right now. Get off of me. Come on. Oh, my God. The I don't even know where to be. I just... There was just so many things going on at this moment with like her freak out, Tinsley and Dorinda trying to, uh, you know, reconcile their differences as like as Leah is just like throwing things and causing a ruckus. No, completely. That's what cracked me up is clearly Dorinda and Tinsley's heart to heart was probably meant to be the focal point. But because Leah was acting such a fool that there was no way. Leah couldn't be the focal point. Like it, Dorinda and Tinsley's conversation became secondary 
very quickly. Yes, it really did. It was, there was a lot going on. <laughs> I mean, you text me when we were watching it together and you were like, this is amazing. I think it's amazing too, but like, didn't you also just cringe? Oh my God. I, was, I felt I so much secondhand embarrassment for her. Yes. But the fact that she didn't care, like she was just like, whatever, this is who oh, I am. No big deal. I know. Like part of me <laughs> respects that. I just, I mean- I wouldn't want cameras around me on my drunkest moment. So it's like, it is what it is. And I think Leah, clearly she's been sounding off on Instagram, like we said. And I think she's able to sort of take it and move on from it. The question is, did her, I was saying with my roommate, did her mom watch last night? I've been thinking about what her mom must be like what must be going through her mind watching this back for somebody that didn't drink for nine years. Yeah. And it's your so child. About it. And yeah, you know, and I wonder if even her daughter is watching too. And what, like, you know, right. Her daughter might be thinking about all of this. Cause you know, you know, you do, you feel, you feel for Leah as well, because you're, you were kind of thrown into the lion's den. You know, you don't know these women you're going on vacation with them. Yes. You know, you have a drink to kind of loosen up and feel a little bit better, but This was on another level. Yeah. And she did the classic thing. I think we've all done. Maybe not all of us. I have. Rather than (laughs) like Dorinda taking a nap, she continued drinking. Yes. Yes. Thinking that was a good idea. Well, cut to you're at dinner and you're wasted. Mm -hmm. I just thought trash. Trash. But it was interesting, too, because it's one thing to be wasted, but I just thought her behavior was kind of crazy. It was a little crazy. There's it, one thing it, to be drunk at dinner, but she's kicking, screaming. She At one time, we saw her kick the camera. Right. That was nuts. It, it, it was. It was It was a bit out of control. It, I mean, it was funny. Like you said, it was funny. It was sad. It was cringeworthy. It was like everything rolled into one. And yes. I mean, I feel like in those situations, all you have to do is kind of own it. Like, you can't be like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, but, no, you have to. You know, you're like, yeah, you know, whatever. Just another night. Yeah. But yeah, there was a, a lot going on in that situation. Yeah. But, you know, kind of feel for her. So we'll see. We'll see how that keeps going. All right. Let's go on to our exclusive interview of the week. Um, we caught up with Tamara Judge, of course, uh, Real Housewives of Orange County star, who is no longer going to be on the show this season. She got super candid when we spoke about, you know, why she's not coming back. You know, they offered her more more or less a friend role, and she was like, absolutely not. So she kind of talked about post-life um, housewives and what it was like getting that call that she was not going to be a full-time housewife anymore. So take a lesson. I mean, how did this whole process go about? Because you were asked to come back, correct? I was asked to come, well, it, it's really weird because, so I didn't know how I was going to come back and really give it my all because I always give 100% every single season with Simon having cancer. At the time that we were discussing coming back, nobody knew. No one knew that he had cancer. I had told the producers, listen, I have some things going on in my life. I don't know that I can be full time. I don't know that I can really give it my all or travel, you know, because Sophia's with me full time. And I couldn't imagine going on a trip and leaving her at home when, you know, she's going through her own little, you know, she's scared. A lot for her to deal with. A lot for her, a 14 year old to deal with. So I was struggling myself and I kept saying like, I just have a gut feeling that I will not be back. And I don't know if it's my decision or their decision. My, I found out right before the reunion last year that about Simon's cancer and I was a mess. And I had said that I was going to just 
retire. I was just going to be, you know, at the reunion, just say, you know what? And, and people told me there, they're like, listen, don't do that. You don't know, you know, what the future holds. Like, just don't make any rash decisions. You're super, super emotional. So I didn't say anything. And then they had called me, the office girl, Sally had called me to set up my kickoff meeting. Interesting. And yeah, and I'm like, oh gosh, okay, this is happening. This is going to be really hard for me to, you know, go on and, and film. It's going to be difficult. So I'm, you know, going in my head going, oh, shit. okay. <laughs> so I had gotten a call and they, and I was camping and, and the producer said, hey, we want to talk to you. And I'm like, what's up? And they're like, um, well, the network has decided to go in a different direction. And I'm like, what? Okay, well, I thought we start filming like in a couple days, right? And they're like, um, yeah, and they even said, they're like, we're shocked. We're completely shocked at this. But they know that you would said you would never become a friend. Mm -hmm. So they want to give you a limited role. And I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. Well, that's not what I said. I said, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then I just took like a week or so and I just absorbed it. And, you know, I went through this whole like, Oh my God, like this is the end of an era for me. This is, this is it. Like I'm done. And I like cried and I was scared and I was like, what do I do next? Um, who am I, you know, yeah. what's my future like, you know, it's 12 years is a long time. My daughter was two years old when I started, Crazy. you know, even she went through a little, like, Oh my God, she started crying one day and she's like, mom, I've only known you as a housewife. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you, that's true. Yeah. But I, I talked to Andy and he, he said, he said, listen, you know, just take a year off. You, you're right now, everything's so heavy. Mm -hmm. I don't even think that if you were on the show, you'd be good TV. And I said, I know, trust me, I know that. Right. And he said, you know, let's revisit this the following season. So do you want to leave the door open? Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know where I'll be in a year from now. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't even know if the show will be around for a year and a half. Right. Year from now. Who knows? I yeah. Mean, 14, 15 years is a long time to be on. Long time. Do you yeah. kind of regret that you didn't retire at the reunion then? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. You know, I always wanted to go out on my terms. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm, I'm a little bummed about that, but whatever. Everything happens for a reason and and it is what it is. How's life been without the cameras around? You know what? So amazing. Is it? <laughs> yes. Yes, I just feel like everything's just falling into place. Yeah. You know, it's just, I was at a point where I was so stressed out all the time. And I would like go to bed thinking about the housewives and what would happen and what was, you know, it's a constant thing in the press and on social media, like Tamara said this and Tamara, you know, and someone said that about you or, you know, lies being made up. And I'm get, I think I'm just getting to an age where I can't handle the stress <laughs> anymore. Yeah. You know, and I'm just, I'm, I, I am forever grateful for being on the show. It was a huge part of my life for 12 years. I don't regret anything. I'm still super happy and I don't have any bitter feelings about it. And I feel like now it's time for me to do something new. Yeah. I mean, so, does, it, does it feel almost like a weight has been lifted off yes. your shoulders a little bit? That's yeah. exactly what I said yesterday. I said, it just feels like there's been a weight lifted off my shoulders. Like, I don't have to think about these girls that you know, I particularly didn't get along with and were spreading rumors and saying bad things about me. Like, I don't have to think about that anymore. Yeah. So. I, mean, I mean, now you kind of find out who your real friends are in this whole process, right? Oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. 100%. So it's been nice being able to spend time with friends that I've had for the past 20 years too. I have so much more freedom. Well, of course, now I'm not doing anything, but um, 
you know, just do things that I haven't been able to do in a long time, like garden and hang out with my family. And it's been, it's, it's been difficult, but I'm, I'm happy. Good. Good. I mean, I know, I mean, myself as a fan are going to miss you, going to miss Vicky. I mean, I don't think it's going to be the same, but like, it seems like there's a lot of like OGs kind of leaving. Like you had Leanne from Dallas. She left Cameron from Southern, uh, Southern Charm just left. I mean, what do you kind of think is going on? I think that reality TV is getting really hard for the cast. Mm-hmm. I think that people are so happy. People are um, hurting people purposely, going after their their family, their businesses, and it gets to a point where it's so stressful that I'm like, you know what? I can't. This is hard. Yeah. This is really, really hard, and I don't want to be a part of it. But it's really, it's you know, it's it's like a drug as well because here you are on national TV and. And the, the money's good and you want to keep it up. But then the same token, I don't want to end up with cancer myself because of all the stress that I'm internalizing all the time. Right. So okay. I definitely needed a break. I knew for the past couple of years that I just needed a break. I mean, I don't know about you, but I just, I'm super anxious to see how this season is going to be without Tamara and Vicky. Oh, I, I don't think it's going to be that great. Oh, and I mean, she, she agrees. She says the same thing. Of course. I mean, of course she's going to say that, but but she's, she's very curious to see how that, this is going to play out. I mean, Shannon will be solo without her Trace Amigas. Kelly Dodd's annoying me with her coronavirus theories. I mean, I don't necessarily, I, Bronwyn is sweet. I don't really know. She doesn't really bring it for me. I like Gina a lot, but again, like you need, Vicky and Tamara are like, the Dorinda or Sonia, like they're staples of the franchise. Right. I mean, I just, I don't really know what direction they're going in. And, you know, she said that, you know, her relationship with Andy Cohen is still good. This wasn't really Andy's decision. And that she pretty much up until a week before they were supposed to start filming, she was under the impression that she was still a full-time housewife. So something, you know, she had meetings about it. They had calls about it. So this, something flipped. And like and, we said, it, you know, obviously the friend role is less money. So when it comes down to it, it is a business decision. So I'm sure Tamara was probably just offended by oh, the, yeah. the pay cut. Um, mm-hmm. But in hindsight, like we were talking about, the friends are so pivotal that like she could have stayed on and proven that she needs to be a true housewife. But again, it's sort of like being demoted within your own company. You're like, maybe I'll just look for another job. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. You know? I, I don't, I don't blame her. I don't blame her at all. And then, so since all of this happened, she and Vicky had a falling out with Shannon. Basically, it seems like from what she told us, Shannon pretty much ghosted her and hasn't really spoken to her at all. You know, hasn't been reaching out, especially with everything going on with Simon, her ex-husband having cancer. She thought that Shannon was going to be there for her and she really hasn't stepped up. So we talked to Tamara about her friendship with Shannon. And let's talk about, you know, your relationship with Shannon, because you, you and Vicky have both spoken out how, yeah. you know, she really hasn't reached out to you since you left the show, which is crazy because, you know, you associate the three of you as the face of me. Well, she, we did talk after, you yeah. know, after I announced, we did have some conversations and it just got to the point where, you know, we had a conversation and then it would, normally we would talk every single day, multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't call her, or call her back right away. She's like, where are you? How come you haven't called me? You know? And then all of a sudden it was kind of like, I don't hear from you. And then it's been a week and then I would call her and I would go to voicemail. So we did have a few conversations, but it was just, you know, I'm like, wait, you know, I'm going through something really hard right now with 
Simon and the kids and everything. Like I really need a good friend right now. And I just didn't feel like she was, she wanted to be there for me. Have you spoken, so, have you spoken to her? Since? No, no, nope. I think one of my last text messages to her was like, she had, we had finally connected and talked for like an hour and it just, I'm like, thank you so much for talking to me. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I'm like thanking her for talking to me. Like I used to get up in the middle of the night and take her calls and walk out of restaurants and take her calls. And you know, when she was going through a hard time. So it, it's just, to me, I'm just hurt. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really hurt. And, and Vicky is too. And Vicky even asked her like, are you, are my real friend? Are we going to continue to be friends after this? You know, I'm not going to be on. And she's like, yeah, yeah, of course. And then nothing. nothing. I mean, why, why do you think that is? Do you, do you now feel like she was just your friend because of the show and now she really has no use for you, I guess? I would hate to think that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like there's been times where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to send her a text message or something. And then I'm like, but wait, why isn't she reaching out to me? Sure. Especially with everything going on with Simon yeah. and things like that, you would yeah. think that a good friend would be there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Frustrating. It's got to be extremely frustrating because uh, you're, you're almost mourning the loss of your friend. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, and I even told her that I said, I felt like, honestly, I'm going through the hardest time of my life right now. So many changes at once. And I can't get a hold of you. Like you're not calling me or you're not calling me back or you're not taking my calls, you know, and it, that, that's what, that's what hurts. It's like, I just want my friend there. I'm, I'm used to, when you're used to talking to somebody every single day and then all of a sudden it's like once a week, then once every two weeks, I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? I mean, if she just picked up the phone and called you right now and like apologized, would everything kind of go back to normal? Would you be okay with that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know, uh, Vicky said that you, the three of you were thinking about doing like a road trip show. Yeah. Is that still uh, in the works? I mean, would she even be a part of something like that anymore? Well, I don't, this is something that we were talking about on the off season and it's actually Shannon's idea. So we had meetings, we were moving forward with it. We had talked to venues Mm -hmm. and nothing. Like, you and Vicky do it. Cause no, we are going to do it. We are going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. So is it like just the two of you like loading up in an RV and going, <laughs> going on? Yeah. Well, we're actually in talks right now to do our own show. Mm-hmm. So we're in the early stages. And then, of course, with everything being shut down right now, all meetings have been canceled. And um, we got a call from the producer last week saying that he's um, got the go-ahead for the meeting. So... You know, who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I would love to see yeah. the two of you together again. Um, what did you think about Shannon becoming friends with Kelly again? Or, you know, the, the news that she's becoming friends with Kelly again? Yeah, you know what? That's one reason I unfollowed her. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because I don't want to see it. I knew that she was probably going to have to become friends with her in some way, form. And I just don't want to see it. And she had told me when they first started filming, she goes, yeah, she goes, the odd thing is, is I only have a connection with Kelly only because she's been on the show longest with me. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of figured that was going to happen. But I seriously, I just, I just don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. Did you, did you unfollow all the other girls too? Or just? Uh, just Yeah, I did. No, I follow, I still follow Gina because Gina and I still talk. Yeah. Did, did any of the other girls reach out to you afterwards? Uh, Bronwyn reaches out to me here and there, and she told me she totally understood that, you know, it's 
it's got to be hard to sit there and watch it and see what they're doing and the pictures they're posting and not being a part of it. And, you know, Heather DeBrow is the one that told me when she left, she unfollowed everybody. And I kind of took it personally. And then I thought, oh, no, I know why. I know Heather well enough that I know why she did this. She just doesn't. She just wants to be out of sight, out of mind right now. She just needs to get through it. It's like that chapter is closed. Yeah. 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 I I mean, Vicky said that, you know, she is going to live vicariously through a housewife forever. Do you feel like that too? Or like we said, no, I don't. (laughs) You know what? I'm kind of, I'm the kind of person that doesn't want to look back. I just want to look forward. Yeah. So, I mean, I will always be a housewife. I'll always be known for being a housewife. If I never do another thing on TV again, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm absolutely okay with it. So, you know, I don't know. You know, I didn't think anything was going to break up the Trace Amigas. No, but apparently a contract can break that up. <laughs> the fact that two yeah. of them don't have one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, you know, it makes, it almost makes it seem like they were just friends because of the show. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting. I, this reminds me of a funny story. So years ago, I was on my way back from Fire Island on the ferry And sitting behind me was none other than Mr. Andy Cohen. Well, I was sitting with a friend who also knows Andy. And so there was like a little group conversation going on. And it was, uh, I think it was a Sunday at the end of the weekend. And I was sort of staying quiet because I was just enjoying sort of listening to the conversation. And Andy and I have had interaction before, but we're definitely not friends. But um, right he was talking about the housewives and I, I don't remember the specific franchise cause he didn't say, but I remember him saying specifically, I'm dreading going home because I have to call a certain someone to tell them they are being demoted to a friend. And I remember thinking like, did these people get personal phone calls from Andy Cohen right. saying, so sorry, we're taking away your diamond or your peach or it's like, gotta be so awkward because that's what like, I mean, one of my questions to Tamara, I was like, how does your relationship with Andy change? And she's like, no, we're fine. I'm like, really though? Well, and that's what I thought too. I, I wanted to be like, Andy, why don't you make like an exec at Brop, like someone else, not you do it and make right. it seem like it was a, another sort of business decision. But you know, Andy, I, I was sort of, it was nice hearing that. Yeah. Because, you know, he is very hands-on. He is the executive producer of these shows. And I think when it comes down to it, especially because he develops friendships with these women, it maybe is better coming from him to sort of put put them down easily. And I think these women really respect him and want their friendship to maintain, especially if they want to come back. You know? Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. They always <laughs> want to leave the door open. Yeah, they're like, oh, Andy and I are great. <laughs> yeah, we're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. let's go on to uh, who is being such a liar, Camille. You're such a f***ing liar, Camille. Well, this week, the liar for me was, we sort of touched on it a little bit earlier. Yeah. Is Leah saying that her being drunk was her being her normal self, and that's who <laughs> she really is deep down. So as you guys may have saw last night, you know, they woke up to go shopping the next morning and Elise did the classic, which I hate, feeling a little hungover. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Uh, When one of your friends has a drunken night, that's the last thing you need to say. Or how are you feeling? Right. It's like, how do you think I'm feeling? Yeah. And that was (laughs) clearly written all over Leah's face. And I think that's right. why she was like, oh, no, that's my normal self, which I yeah. got to call her out. She's lying. That's not her normal self. If it was, 
there would be a problem. I mean, I think she was just trying to come to the defense of being taken aback by Elise being so judgmental. And but it, it just reminded me, though, that, yes, that behavior from Leah at the dinner was annoying, but it was equally as annoying for me when your friends the next morning call you out in that condescending way. Totally. Yes. It really bothered me. It's yeah. like, oh, come on. We've all been there. We've all we, had bad nights. Just let have it go. all been there. But that's what I loved about Dorinda, because Dorinda, like, the next morning called Leah. She's like, I've been there. I know no. what it's like. Yes. And I'm going to make sure that she's feeling okay, which right. is why I and, love Dorinda. And I was saying to my friends last night via text after we were watching it, I was like, you know, if you're concerned about a friend having a drinking problem, A, you don't bring it up the next morning, and B, like, let it simmer for a beat. And then if they're really concerned that Leah may need to rethink being sober again, bring it up in the city like a week or two later and be yes. like, hey, I just want to talk about Newport. Like, are you good? You just seemed a little right. off, like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Who's your liar I, for the week? Like Ramona, like Ramona, do you really care that much that Leah's sister is coming? I uh. mean, it but like, yes, I know that it's ruining your girl's weekend and she, you know, to have another buddy, another person on board, but you saw how much it was bothering her and you just kept egging it on, egging it on. And and it's right. It's like, you can't invite somebody and then not invite somebody and then keep kind of like toying with this girl's emotions. Yeah. So this is what I wanted to ask you because you and I both have sisters. So what was your response to a Leah inviting her sister and B Ramona and some of the other ladies having a problem with it? I think she should have brought brought it up before they left. Yes, Being like, I agree. listen, you know, would it be okay? My sister, you know, hasn't been out in a while. Would it be okay if she came? And she just wants to come up for one night for the Saturday right. and go home on dinner. Sunday. Just for dinner yeah. and drinks, and then she's out. Right. I do, yeah, I, I mean, do think bringing it up in the van on the way was like, oh, hey, can my sister come? It's like, okay. Right. And it's like, okay, it is a girl's weekend. You know, we had this all planned out. Everybody could have brought a plus one then. I do see both sides, but it's like you can't then tell her, yes, that she can come. And then like an hour later being like, you know what? I changed my mind. Oh, well, that's what I was just going to say. Now I'm officially annoyed with how they dealt with it. Leah's sister can come anytime she wants because the back and forth is just absurd. It is. (laughs) And I do agree with Elise. Once Ramona said yes, the answer was yes. Right. Oh, my God. I can't wait for next week, though, with the throwing the ravioli. Oh, (laughs) I threw a ravioli and then cut to Luann talking to Dorinda. She threw a ravioli. (laughs) I love it. I love this season is so good. It's It's so so good. And you text me last night that Leah is the best thing to happen to this franchise. I so agree. I she really is. It's so fun. I'm really I'm really I'm actually I'm going to say it. I'm enjoying it more than Beverly Hills. Oh, absolutely. Well, that brings us to our Mm -hmm. next segment. Who going to check us, boo? Who going to check me, boo? Our segment where we declare something that I don't think anyone can check us on. And I'm just going to go ahead and say, speaking of Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. mine this week is we have been bamboozled by the yes. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills producers. I'm so mad about this. I am so mad. We still are not at the Denise Brandy drama. Not only that, but as a Housewives super fan, I am pointing out moments that they used in the season trailer yep. To make it seem like Denise was talking about the Brandy drama when, in fact, she's been talking about other crap. 
<laughs> and it's stuff that's so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Talking about threesomes and... Threesomes and kids and that kids. don't care. <laughs> like, the preview for next week is Denise and them rehashing it yet again, this time with Aaron in the scene. And then Denise storms off and is like, don't say anything, Aaron. They're filming. They're filming. Well, the whole right. time, I'm sure you guys out there feel the same way. The trailer made it seem like she was storming off because of the Brandy drama. Oh, yeah. Which makes me think that this Brandy drama isn't even any drama. No, and we're going to get it for like the last two episodes and it's going to be bullshit. Boring. (laughs) I know. It really is. So basically, Denise is still mad that all the adults were talking about threesomes when their kids could hear it. But when you see like a flashback to Denise talking to her daughter, she was like laughing about it. She doesn't care. I mean... You know, Lisa Renna did have a good point being like, your dad is Charlie Sheen. <laughs> You've heard a lot worse. No, completely. And also, like, the jig is up. You guys are on a reality show talking about a lot of things. I'm sure the children, all of their children are being exposed to what their moms say in a way that none of us with moms who aren't on reality shows are. Right. I mean, you know, look at Denise's past, too. I mean, she was in Wild Things. Like, she has, like, a very, you know, a sexual yes. past as well. So I don't know why this was such... A big deal. And it's not like the kids are like eight to 10 years old where they have, you know, are going to tell all their friends. They know what they're talking about and they just think it's funny. Right. I don't know. So, yeah. So mine, who's going to check us, boo, is that Denise is being like way too judgmental about every for everybody else. Yeah. She's sort of like taking it too far. Right. It's like I feel like we're getting like Puppygate 2.0 with like this useless drama that is yeah. not that big of a deal. Yeah. Oh, I'm so mad about it. No, my friends Brian and Ricky text me immediately and we're like, um, this is sh- bullshit. Where right. is the Denise and Brandy drama? We have been totally bamboozled by the producers and this yes. trailer. <laughs> I it's was like, so you're true. right. And I will we be have. talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot more to talk about next week when um, when the next episode airs. Because like you said, that's when Denise and her husband storm off about this threesome yeah. drama, I guess. <laughs> I, I know. But there, it's like, I, I'm not even going to wait with bated breath anymore. I don't think no. we're going to get the Brandy drama anytime soon. I don't think so. I'm just going to focus all my energy on New York Housewives. Yes, because (laughs) next week, Leah throws a ravioli and they're still in Newport. The sister comes. It looks like it is going to be yet another shit show in a good way. It's going to be. (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be great. And uh, speaking of New York Housewives, next week we have one of the OGs, Jill Zarin. She's going to yes. be talking with us. So we're going to get her take on what's been going down this season. Because we I'm need sure her on the podcast. I'm so glad she's coming on. And, you know, we got to talk to her about coming back because I've told her in the past, you know, especially with Bethany leaving, I think she would be a good addition yet again. We already know she's an amazing housewife, especially with yes. Leah in the picture. I'd say bring Jill back. Oh, bring Jill back. Yeah. All right. Well, well, we'll see what Jill has to say about that next week. But if you need your housewives fixed before then, head on over to usmagazine.com where we've got you covered and make sure you listen on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Joe, I will catch you next week. All right. Sounds good. Have a wonderful weekend. Drink responsibly. Not yes, like Leah. Yes, you too. <laughs> Not like Leah. <laughs> oh, God.